of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. For your word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in the earth. Holy Spirit, we ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord, and may I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit, and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy in this place. We declare this place and the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father this morning. To glory Father, to glory Son, to glory Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? Oh, I believe you can do it better for the Lord while you take your seats. Hallelujah. The response to hallelujah is amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I keep saying that this church, we are not a Pentecostal church. We are not an Orthodox church. We are not a charismatic church. We are a Christian church. Hallelujah. That means we do everything that is biblical. Anything that is in the Bible, we do. Hallelujah. And we thank God for this morning. Amen. How many of you are excited to be in church today? It's a good thing to come to church. All right. So this morning, I want to share with you something. Today's sermon is for that person who feels he has lost something before. Today's sermon is for that person who feels he needs to recover something he or she has lost. Today's sermon is for that person who feels he or she is not where he's supposed to be according to what God has said concerning him. And so today, my sermon is entitled, Pursue, Overtake, and Recover All. Everybody say pursue. Say overtake. Say recover all. Hallelujah. I want you to turn with me to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. Chapter number 30. 1 Samuel 30. We are starting from verse 1. Now the Bible is saying, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Next. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way next 
So David and his men came to the city and behold, it was burned with fire and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Next. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Hallelujah. There comes a time in your life when something happens and you ask what happened? What just went on? What just transpired? There are times in life where you are shocked by certain things that come your way. Now by this time that this thing happened where David's camp was invaded and his wives, his children and their goods were taken away David and his men were actually on a victorious road. They had been winning battle after battle. They had been winning fight after fight. They had been winning confrontation after confrontation. But suddenly before they could realize it an enemy had invaded their camp taking away their wives taking away their children and taking away their goods so there are times in life when certain things can happen and you just didn't ask what happened there are times in life you'll be victorious in one aspect of your life but there's another aspect where satan seems to be beating you all the time so david and his men were winning certain battles they were they were okay in certain areas but the enemy just snuck behind them and caused this havoc. And the Bible says when they came to the camp and they saw what the enemy had done, they, they saw that the enemy had invaded the camp, taking their wives, taking their children, plundered their goods. The Bible said they lifted up their voices and wept. Now I want to tell you this morning that there's nothing wrong with weeping. There's nothing wrong with crying. Hallelujah. Crying is not necessarily an exhibition of weakness. Some of the strong great men in the Bible at certain points in time, they wept. Sometimes you can deceive yourself that everything is okay. You can live with a certain front. Everybody sees you and thinks everything is okay. But deep within you, you know there are some tears you need to shed. Today I came to tell you that when those tears come, don't hold them back. Just cry. If a mighty man like David could lift up his voice and cry, I don't know what you are doing. Hallelujah. Sometimes you keep the thing inside you, you bottle it up within you. It is eating you up. You need to lift up your voice and weep. In fact, I read some research somebody did. They did some chemical tests on tears. And they realized that tears contain some of the stress hormones. So when you are stressed out like that, when your back is against the wall, when all hell seems to have broken loose on you, it is alright to let the tears flow because by doing that, you are reducing the stress hormone levels in your body. And those of you who have done a little medicine, you know that these stress hormones are what will cause diabetes. They are the same that will cause hypertension and cause all the sequelae that come with these diseases. So that brave man front you are putting up, you are just accumulating stress hormones in your body. That brave woman face that you are putting up, you are just accumulating stress hormones in your body. 
when it is time to weep lift up your voice and weep hallelujah it is okay to weep even God when he was walking on the surface of this earth in the form of Jesus Christ when Jesus was told that Lazarus had died the Bible said and Jesus wept God weeping stop pretending everything is okay nobody is saying weep openly but at times you open your closet and you lift up your voice and cry and when you come out you make your face as if you are a soldier who has never known any defeat tell somebody it is okay to weep tell another person it is okay to weep hallelujah because sometimes when you don't let the tears out they will force themselves out at the wrong time the day I was reading the tribute at my father's funeral some of my enemies were wishing I would break down and cry so that they see how pastor's face looks like when he's crying but I had done my weeping behind the scenes hallelujah so by the time I got to the pulpit and I picked the tribute and I said there were no more tears left the tank was completely empty hallelujah it is okay to weep the problem with weeping is when you weep too much and when you weep for too long for the bible says weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning that means you shouldn't be a perpetual wailer you shouldn't be a perpetual crier when you cry after a point you stop crying in the morning there are people who like to wallow in self-pity it's like they created this swimming pool called sorrow pity once in a while they want to take a dip in it they sit down and try and remember all the bad things that are happening to them all the things they wanted to do in life that they couldn't do all the, the negative things people have said to them all the undermining all the backbiting all the gossiping all the rumors people have spread about them they sit down and they have a pity party. Tell somebody, don't weep for too long. Tell another person, don't weep for too long. Give me back my original scripture. It's that David and his people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. That means they really emptied the tank. Has no more power to win. Next, and David's two wives were taken captives Ahinoam the Jezreelites and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Camelite. Next, and David was greatly distressed. Everybody say, Greatly distressed. How many of you have been greatly distressed before? Today, I'll show you what to do when you're in distress. For the people spake of stoning him. In fact, this part of the scripture, I don't understand. You have a leader. You have all suffered the same thing. 
he has lost his wives his children you have also lost your wives you've lost your children you've lost your goods but you want to turn to your leader and stone him for what but you see that is what whalers do they always want to find a reason why they should continue crying they always want to find a reason why somebody should be responsible for what is happening in their life you have been weeping about that breakup for one whole year you, you are wasting tears one whole year still crying over one man probably an unbeliever somebody who doesn't even have the holy ghost and you are wasting your time crying those who find it difficult to get over breakups and heartbreak most of the time it is their own doing I was talking to somebody yesterday who is going through a similar thing. There was a guy she thought would marry him. Suddenly the guy asked a question. Are you prepared to be a pastor's wife? She said no. He said then it's over. And her point was that all this while you didn't know you wanted to go and become a pastor. And you are now telling me He said, man of God, I am heartbroken. I said, take it easy. And I told her that she can't stay in this kind of state for too long. She needs to come out of it. She asked me how. I told her one. How long you will stay in this state depends on what you think about. If you will always recount the nice moments you had you always sit and remember what it would have been like if he had walked you down the altar and put a ring on your finger and unveiled your face if you continue to try and justify why you are feeling the anger that you are feeling your sorrow will prolong you continue to be in that place of sorrow and the enemy will come and put in more ideas and give you more reasons why you should be angry with the person and that just keeps you in that place of sorrow on you if you see somebody who is still hurting after one year of a breakup it is the person's fault but most of the time the person will try to put the blame on the other person you should have done this you should have done it you are the one who had broken my heart and this is what these people were doing we've all suffered something now you are turning to your leader and you want to stone him meanwhile his wife is not there his son is not there it's not like the people came and selectively took your children and they left his Everybody is under distress. Everybody wept. The leader also wept until he had no strength. I want to stone him. And sometimes Christians can be like that. You can get angry with your pastor that you were sick and the pastor didn't visit you. But you don't know what was happening to the pastor at that time. You don't know what he was going through at that time. You don't know what battle he was facing and fighting at that time. For you know, at that time, he was also believing God for one of his children who has a fever. But hey, I got 
sick and that pastor did not come to visit me so i'm offended i will not come to church that's what this one is not it could be satan it is satan is that they sought to stone him they wanted to kill david because the soul of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but the next statement is what i like it's when the turn was about to take place it is when the point of inflection was coming and the bible said but david encouraged himself in the lord his god it gets to a certain point in time in your life when nobody can encourage you you need to encourage yourself it gets to a point in time where nobody can feel what you are feeling where nobody can sympathize and empathize with you to the point that you want and at that time you must turn to the lord your god and encourage yourself in the lord sometimes when distressing situations come people find themselves encouraging themselves with wrong things so when something bad happens in your life that is when you go back to that besetting sin that you have vowed not to go back to because you feel it will give you some pleasure and, and give you some temporal relief so when the exam result comes and it's not what you want and you're feeling so down you feel so disappointed but God I learned but God I read I prepared and more importantly God I prayed suddenly the devil will start dialing some numbers in your head that old boyfriend the one that you know that when he comes to your house it is not for a prayer meeting it is not for a, 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 a binding and losing session it is for lesser works everybody say lesser works Is the one you reach out to you dial ping 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 are you there and he also gets excited oh he knows it you know it's like silent communication are you around can you come around they've not discussed what is going to happen but they know <laughs> when you are down that is not when to tend to your besetting sins for pleasure. That is not a time to take your phone and go to that website www something something say tan say tan say tan something. You know what I'm talking about. So you can watch naked people doing interesting things, and you expect that to give you some temporal relief. He said, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. When you are down speak to the right people that colleague at work who is an unbeliever but you feel like he understands you he's the one you call you want to chat with him can we go for a walk on the beach i'm down i just need to distress that classmate of yours that has always been giving you attention because he wants to enter a relationship with you but you know he's an amalekite and because of that you've been saying no at that 
point that you are down you feel like you need some attention okay this guy has been giving me attention you call him come and visit me Let, let's go for a walk let's go and sit at papa and chew chicken you must look for the encouragement from the right sources and today i came to submit to you that the best place to look for your encouragement is the lord your god because see god has come in the flesh he's being a human being like you and the bible says he was tempted in every way that means he was tried in every way whatever you are going through he has been through it before if it is rejection you are facing he has faced rejection before if it is the fact that you are even looking for accommodation when jesus was on earth he said foxes have holes birds have nests but the son of man has no place to lay his head if it is the fact that you feel lonely and you don't have a beloved i never saw jesus having a beloved i never saw jesus going on the 14th of february on a date with flowers in his hands or a woman coming to say this is my beloved jesus has gone through what you are going through he understands you he knows your pain your friend can only sympathize and empathize to a point but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother there is somebody who understands your pain there is somebody who understands what you are going through he has felt your infirmity before he has felt moments of weakness before that is the one you must tend to even your pastor cannot feel what you are feeling your pastor is also dealing with his own stuff David encouraged himself and the Lord is God even Jesus Christ when he was about to be killed facing death is one of the most difficult things any human being can go through knowing that pain is coming knowing that lashes are coming after the lord's supper he took the tray i keep telling you among the, the disciples there was a 120 among the 120 there was a 70 among the 70 there was a 12 among the 12 there was a three and among the three there was a one that jesus loved so there were hierarchies and he took the three into the garden of Gethsemane believing that they were going to feel what he was going to feel and pray with him but ladies and gentlemen these people had just had supper that was not the time for prayer when you have finished eating supper the next thing is that you want to bath and sleep that is why I keep telling you that this thing we do that we say we are copying the lord's supper communion if that thing is given to you at supper will you be able to sleep that night that small mini cup and that thing that we call bread if that is supper that today that is what you are eating do you know in kitty kitty why you wake up in the middle of the night shaking like you are in hypoglycemic shock So this thing, if you are doing it, let's do it well. One of these days, we shall have a proper Lord's Supper in this set. We we'll call it the one man, one loaf communion service. We shall consume loaves of bread. That is what we call supper. So what Peter and co wasn't what we do here. And so I can predict that after eating they were feeling sleepy 
go to the garden of Gethsemane. It's time to pray. Peter looked at John. Charlie, he goes with. <laughs> James looked at Peter. Charlie, I bet you, but Charlie, let's try. Our master says we should pray. And they start praying, praying, small, 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 small. Hey, John, come on, wake up. The time Jesus Christ came after one hour, all of them were snoring. He said, hey. I believe at that point Jesus was hurt. Just like how when, when you are going through something and you tell somebody, stand with me in prayer. And you meet the person and you're like, so the prayer, how is it going? The person like, ah, what, what crowd did you say was the matter? Jesus was hurt. He was disappointed. He said, couldn't you wait with me for even one hour? He went, came back the same. Third time, he came back the same. He said, look, these people, what is about to come is not their problem. It is not their bedding. The lashes are not going to go to their backs. The slaps are not going to go to their cheeks. It is not their beard that is going to be plucked out. It is not their faces that people are going to spit on. It is not their palms and their feet that are going to be pierced. It is my tribulation. This is my burden. This is my cup. And I must drink it alone. So he separated himself and he began to agonize in the spirit. And the Bible says after that, he prayed until the sweat on his face became like drops of blood. He realized he couldn't depend on other people. Because they were not feeling what he was feeling at that time. They could not put themselves in his shoes. So he had to pray for himself. There are some things you are looking for the next sharpest prophet. You are looking for the next man of God to lay your hands on you. But I came to tell you that when you get into those down moments, everybody must have an inner citadel. Everybody must have an inner fortress. A strong place at the basement of your soul and in the crevices of your spirit that you would dig into and draw power out of. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. And very soon I'll show you how to encourage yourself in the Lord. Next. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. Up to this point, David was operating in the realm of the soul emotions but the bible doesn't instruct us to walk in the flesh it doesn't instruct us to walk in the soul he said walk in the spirit that is the dwelling place of the believer and so david realized that he had to move out of the realm of the soul sometimes that is the problem we like that realm of the soul too much being emotional, feeling all sorry for ourselves, feeling like everybody must come and pamper ourselves. We are, we are just consumed in emotions. And at that point in time, you are in the realm of the soul. But I came to tell somebody that that is a time to come out of the realm of the soul and enter the realm of the spirit. And so what did David do? He said, and David said to Abiata the priest, Ahimelech's son, I 
I pray thee, bring me hither the effort. That means now we are getting out of the realm of the soul. We are about to enter the spirit. What is the effort? It is the priestly girl. He was now stepping into his priestly office. He has been crying for too long. He has been wailing for too long. It was time for him to now enter the spirit. He said, bring me my effort. And for you, you don't need any external effort. Because the Bible said he has made us priests and kings. You have an effort in your spirit. You have an effort in your inner man. And it is time for you to dig deep. And encounter God for yourself. He said, bring me the effort. I have worked for too long. I have been in the flesh and the soul for too long. I am now going to enter the realm of the spirit. That is where I am supposed to be. I am not supposed to be wailing in the soul. I am not supposed to be wailing in the flesh. I am breaking into the realm of the spirit. Bring me the effort. You have cried for too long. You have sought for pity for too long. It is time for you to enter the spirit. He said, bring me hither the effort. And Abiathar brought hither the effort to David. Next. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this truth? This question is a strange one. It shows you the depth of the relationship David had with God. Why am I saying that? It's not a surprise that the Bible refers to David as a man after God's own heart. This man understood and related to God at a level no other human being did. I've told you here before that in Psalm 23, when he says, Thy rod and thy staff for a shepherd, the rod is an instrument of discipline. It is an uncomfortable tool. The staff is meant to hook the neck of the sheep when they are going astray. They are not comfortable things, but this man understood God to the level where he could open his mouth and say, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is somebody who knows God. And look at this. Your children have been taken away. Your wives have been taken away. Your goods have been taken away. But you still go to God and ask, Shall I pursue after this truth? If it were me, I wouldn't even bother to ask God. Because it is my wife you are talking about. It's my children you are talking about. As the man, I owe them the responsibility of protection. It tells you that it's not everything you lose that you go after. There are some of the things when you lose them, it is just meant to create space for something better, something bigger, something more glorious, something more shiny, something that is greater to come and take its place. And that is why you need to empower the Lord. You don't just get up and follow everything that you lose. unbeliever boy that you think is everything because he's handsome Joseph at the beginning of his process he lost the coat of many colors but by the end of the process 
that coat of many colors that just placed him above his family was replaced by a robe which placed him on top of an entire nation and the bible said the king didn't only put a robe on him he gave him a gold chain and a signet ring you think you have lost that guy because he's handsome if you accept this that this is the will of god and you move on i prophesy to you that a better person is going to come that next person that is going to come will not only be handsome he will be loaded with money and he will be heavily anointed with the holy ghost if you believe that is your person shout a bigger man it's not everything you lose that you go after we believers are too interested in using our mind and using logic if david was logical he wouldn't have asked god you have just gone ahead but this man knew god so well his relationship with god was so solid he said lord shall i pursue these troops by this time david had encouraged himself in the lord he realized he was ready to get what he lost back i don't know what it is that you've lost it may be time that you have lost going around and around in circles in life and wasting your time with unnecessary relationships wasting your time doing unnecessary things but there is a recovery coming your way in the name of jesus how do you encourage yourself in the law one you rehearse your past victories you recount your past victories because as a believer you have had victories you have won certain battles recount your past victories it is a sure way of getting out of that realm of the soul and entering the spirit recounting your past victories so I'm sure David was there after he had wept to the point where now he couldn't weep anymore he started remembering I was feeding my father's sheep and a lion came I was feeding my father's sheep and a bear came and the spirit of the Lord came upon me I chased the lion I caught it by the beard I smote the lion I chased the bear I smote it and I delivered the lamb. The same God who delivered me from the hand of the lion, the same God who delivered me from the hand of the bear, shall deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. David sat there and as he remembered, strength began to well up in the spirit. He remembered that no, I am not a whaler, but I am a prevailer. I am somebody who is victorious. I am somebody who is used to winning. I am somebody who is used to having victories. I can't sit here and cry. I can't sit here and wallow in self-pity. I can't sit here swimming in a pool of sorrow. I am not a whaler, but I am a prevailer. He remembered his past victories. The same God. I came to tell you today that that same God who healed you when you were sick, that 
that same God who delivered you from that temptation that same God who lifted you up from the merry clay and set your feet upon the rock that same God who delivered you from that attack of the enemy that same God who opened the doors for you that same God who made a way where there seemed to be no way he is the same God that is going to take you through the current trial that you are going through and if you believe you are not a whaler and you believe that you are a prevailer lift up your voice and give the Lord a shout of praise you are a prevailer and not a whaler you have too many past victories your CV is full of victories that the Lord has won for you just that the enemy has blinded your eyes and you are not seeing today I want to tell you that count your blessings name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord your God has done in your life somebody shout I'm a prevailer shout I'm a prevailer shout I'm a prevailer shout I'm a prevailer You are not a whaler. You are not a crybaby. You are too loaded. You are too anointed. You are too blessed. You are too powerful to continue in that state of crying. David encouraged himself in the Lord by remembering his past victories. And I'm sure suddenly he remembered that day that he went to the camp of the Philistines and he saw Goliath uttering blasphemies defying the armies of the Lord and by then oil had been poured upon David's head the man had the Mashak anointing the man carried the Balal anointing something stirred up in him when the soldiers were afraid because of the anointing upon his head something just stirred up in the spirit of David he said how can you people sit there you say you are trained soldiers you say you are military men you say you are brigadiers and colonels and warrant officers and you are sitting there and allowing this uncircumcised Philistine to defy the armies of the Lord they tried to shut him down but he went to a higher power he marched into Saul's office he said king there is a man who is making some noise there is something that he is agitating in my spirit I don't want to hear those things again give me the chance to go up against him and I promise you I'm going to floor him Saul said but you are just a boy you don't know how to use a sword you don't know how to use a shield you are not experienced in any battle David said yes king I have not fought on the battlefield before but at the backside of the desert I killed a lion I killed a bear by the same spirit and by the same anointing God shall deliver this uncircumcised Philistine into my hand I came to tell you today that your victories will be replayed that your triumphs will be replayed you will not sit in a place of defeat for too long God is a God that can recount the victories and bring the victories back unto you. He remembered how he took the five stones.
just one in the sling wound it around and released the stone and the wind of the spirit back the stone until it hit Goliath on his head and the Bible said he fell on his face how can you be hit with something that has so much force that it breaks into your skull and you will fall forward it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense Goliath with his height and everything was supposed to fall backwards but I'll tell you why there was a hand somebody say a hand there was an invisible hand somewhere whose signature was on this battle the battle had the signature of the God of Israel and I'll tell you why one day the ark of the covenant which bore the presence of God was placed in front of Goliath's God called Dagon round one when they came Dagon had fallen flat on his face day two when they came Dagon had not only fallen flat on his face but his head was off in David's battle with Goliath I see two clear rounds round one when the stone hit him on his head he fell flat on his face round two his head was detached from his neck that battle was not a battle between David and Goliath the battle had been taken into the realm of the supernatural it was a battle between the God of David and the God of Goliath and today I announce to you that Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Sabaoth the El Gibor the mighty man of war he is rising on your behalf and he is fighting your battles for you if you believe that is your portion give the Lord a shout of praise El Gibor the battle is not yours so David encouraged himself with his past victories and strength began to well up so the second way you encourage yourself in the Lord is to proclaim who your God is I heard the story behind that Nigerian song Kabiosio that song and the lady said she was in university at the time she was in university at the time exam results had come and she had failed two papers she had to raise it she was broken in her spirit but instead of going to run into the arms of a boy to run into the arms of a man she ran into the school chapel and she fell down in front of the law and that is when the song came somebody help me to sing it song means the unquestionable God
that song. When the devil squeezes you on the left and squeezes you on the right and tries to crush you, what must come out of you must be praise. What must come out of you must be worship. You encourage yourself in the Lord by remembering the God that you have. You tell him, God, I never knew you were an open door until the door was slammed in my face. I never knew you were a healer until that sickness hit my body. you were Jehovah Jireh until I was in need on that day can you recount who God is he is Jehovah Sabaoth he is El Gipor he is Jehovah Mekadishka he is Jehovah Mephalti the Lord your deliverer he is Jehovah Zakah the Lord who remembers and today I feel God is remembering somebody. The Lord is coming into remembrance of somebody. Some prayers that you have been praying. And it seems as if the Lord is deaf. It seems as if the Lord is blind. It seems as if the Lord is not sensitive to your need. But today, Jehovah Sakar, the Lord who remembers, is arising and he is standing and he is stepping into your situation. If you believe that is your portion, shout a big amen. You remember who God is. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord my banner. When you did a direction. He became Jehovah Rohi, the Lord your shepherd. He said, I will not allow your foot to dash against a stone. I will keep my angels charge over you. I will protect you. I will order your steps. Jehovah Rohi. He is Jehovah Adonai. Our sovereign God, the one who rules in the affairs of men, whatever it is you are going through, Jehovah is still ruling in your affairs. The devil is not in charge, he can never be in charge, he will never be in charge. You remember your past victories and remember who your God is. Israel at a point in time they were in captivity they said by the rivers of Babylon where we sat down and wept and we remembered Zion sometimes you find yourself in a place where you remember the past how glorious the past was how powerful the past was he said by the rivers of Babylon we sat down and wept and remembered Zion and our captors required of us a song but how can we sing 
the Lord song in a strange land you may have found yourself on a strange land on so many occasions but the same people who sang the song at a point in time they said and when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion around and we were like them that dreamed I came to tell somebody that if you were in the valley of the shadow of death you will not fear any evil for the Lord your God is with you and his staff and his rod they shall comfort you and he will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies he will anoint your head with oil and your cap shall run over and surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall continually dwell in the house of the Lord if you believe that is your person shout a big amen David encouraged himself in the Lord he encouraged himself he said no I am too anointed to be a whaler I am too loaded to be a whaler I shall shift from the realm of being a whaler into the realm of being a prevailer and I see that shift taking place in somebody's spirit right now you are moving from a whaler into the place of a prevailer you are moving from a crier into the place of a conqueror you are moving from a place of sorrow into the place of an overcomer if you believe that is your portion give the Lord a shout of praise from a whaler to a prevailer you will not continue to cry the current situation may not be nice but there is a story that is ahead of you the story is about to change you are reaching the place of a U-turn where the things of the old are going to come back you will remember the past victories and the Lord will tell you that I am going to redo those things back in your days I came to prophesy to somebody Habakkuk said Lord we have heard of your faith we have heard of the powerful things that you do we have heard of your miracles we have heard of your signs we have heard of your wonders but Lord renew them in our days and I came to tell you that God has not changed God is still the same that is why we call him the ancient of days he is the beginning and the end the alpha and the omega the one who knows the beginning from the end is the one who opens and no man can shut he shuts and no man can open this is the God that lives inside you you can't continue to wail you can't continue to be defeated you are a victor you are a conqueror you are an overcomer if you believe that is your portion give the Lord a shout of praise in this place recount your past victories and remember who your God is I sense a stirring in your spirit and thus say the Lord it is not just a mere emotion and the Lord is saying this is warrior mode activated warrior mode activated you have been a crier for too long but today the spirit of the Lord is stirring up the spirit of the warrior give me Romans chapter 8 
Give me verse 31. He said, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Jump to verse 35. I don't know what you are going through. But I came to tell you that it will not kill you. I came to tell you that it will not stop your praise. It will not stop your worship. I see somebody telling himself, if nobody will endorse me, if nobody will encourage me, if nobody will speak well of me, I will encourage myself in the Lord my God. nevertheless say nevertheless come on shouting like somebody who is a warrior say nevertheless nevertheless in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us I see a conqueror in the building I see an overcomer in the building I see a victor in the building ah come on shout I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor death nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord Nothing shall separate you. Oh, I see people with swords in their hands. Warrior mode activated. You will fight again. David was telling God is that God I know what I can do I know what I'm capable of I have had past victories because you taught my hands to war and my fingers to fight and I know that by my God I shall run through the troops and leap over walls and so Papa I know what I can do just give me the green light and God said my boy you for thou 
shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all if you are going to pursue and you are going to overtake what it means is that you need that overtaking anointing you need that spirit to come upon you some of you you have wasted a lot of time in unnecessary places doing unnecessary things some people say that time loss can never be gained but when i look at my bible i don't see that because the creator of time himself said that i the lord will restore the years that the canker worm the caterpillar the palmer worm and the locusts have eaten i see the lord redeeming the times for somebody time wasted in unnecessary relationships time wasted doing things that god hasn't called you to do time wasted in dark places and in wildernesses he said i shall restore the years that the canker worm the palmer worm the caterpillar the locusts have taken if you believe time is being redeemed in your life and lost opportunities are coming back give the lord a shout of praise in this place the opportunities that you lost some time ago God says he can restore them he can restore them he said pursue for you will surely overtake that means you will come from behind it seems as if you have wasted time but just as the spirit of the Lord came upon Elijah and the Bible said he ran ahead of the king's chariots I see the spirit of the Lord coming upon somebody where you are behind you are beginning to accelerate divine acceleration divine velocity divine speed if you believe that it's your person shout amen you will overtake and he said without fail recover all I don't know what you need to recover some of you your spiritual life needs serious recovery you are not praying as you used to pray again the passion for the things of God is not as it used to be again the passion you had for your calling is gone Moses was in that state for 40 years he had a strong early conviction to help the people of Israel to break free so he started doing it by his own way by killing an Egyptian and things didn't go well so he ran to Midian for 40 years the passion of his call was gone the deliverer the prophet was looking after sheep 40 good years in the wilderness but when you lose things what you need is an encounter with fire somebody say an encounter with fire one day when he was taking care of the father-in-law sheep the bible said he heard a voice and he decided to turn around and behold he saw a burning bush i see some fire coming into somebody's life i see an injection of fire into somebody's spirit see an injection of passion any dead passion any dead call any dead gift according to the word of God that if the spirit of he who raised Christ from the dead dwells in you 
that same spirit shall quicken your mortal bodies i see somebody's spirit being quickened up i see somebody's gifting being quickened up i see somebody's passion being quickened up i see somebody's dream being resurrected i see somebody's vision being resurrected an encounter with fire And so God gave David the go ahead. He said, my boy, come on, move it. And today the Lord is saying, green light. Go back for that thing that is lost. And I can just see David suddenly mounted his horse, wiped his tears that he had been crying. Warrior mode activated sat on his horse and called the man bring me my sword today the enemy is in trouble today the devil is in trouble because whatever he has stolen with the prayer you are going to pray after today, after this sermon the enemy will vomit back whatever he has taken in the name of Jesus David was activated in warrior mood You may not be wielding a physical sword but I see you picking up the sword of the spirit which is the word of God in situations like this you speak the word of God I am more than a conqueror nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ the words of the Lord are yea and amen I shall not die but live to proclaim the words of the Lord and David mounted the horse he began to ride I can just imagine it like an epic film the horse is moving horse is moving acceleration, catching up they got to the enemy surrounded their enemy because you see for you to surround them you must overtake surrounded their enemy put them in a place where they couldn't escape anymore and he said now let the slaughter begin, today the devil is in trouble, may God punish the devil May God punish witches. May God punish wizards. May God punish principalities and powers. He said, Jesus Christ, having spoiled principalities and powers, he made an open show of them, triumphing over them. Today we step into that final work of Christ. We step into that finished work of Christ. We step into that exhaustive word of Christ. And we say victory is ours. Victory is the Lord's victory belongs to Jesus we are not whalers we are prevailers if you believe that is your person shout it back I feel the wind of revival in your spirit I feel and sense an awakening in your spirit Something that is dead is waking up. Something that was sleeping is waking up. He said, overtake. And without fail, recover it all. Today the enemy will vomit back whatever he has stolen. And you see, when the Lord restores, He 
brings you to the place of restoration and also brings you to the place of restitution restoration is getting back what you lost but restitution is that you get back what you lost and you get interest on top of it and today I want to show you the interest rate I want to show you the interest rate the enemy thought he was doing something bad in your life but he didn't know he was setting you up for a high yielding investment I will show you the interest rate the Bible said the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill and to destroy so the enemy has been declared a thief and what does the Bible say about thieves when they are caught he said when the thief has been caught he is made to replenish what he has stolen seven times I came to announce to somebody that today there is a 700% interest there is 700% restitution on anything that the enemy has stolen in your life why do you think the bible says when the devil leaves somebody's life he goes to bring seven the bible says the enemy shall come in one way that means he'll come in through one entrance but by the time god has dealt with him and he is fleeing he will flee in seven different ways that means by the time he is leaving god would have forced him to create seven new doors for you in the spirit those same doors can be entry points for stronger demons than itself but today as the enemy lives your life every door is seeing good things coming through it i see goodness coming through one door i see favor coming through one door i see excellence coming through one door i see the anointing of the holy ghost i see prosperity i see riches i see the manifestations of the hand of the lord if you believe that is your person shout a big amen and thieves they always have a storehouse where they store the things that you have stolen today we invade the storehouse of the enemy and every storehouse has a guardian the bible said how can you enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless you first bind the strong man today we bind every strong man we hold bound every strong man every principality every power every force of darkness every witch we are not coming as whalers we are coming as prevailers we are coming as victors we are coming as people who are not coming by our own name but in a name that is above every other name the name that when mentioned every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord we invade people think we christians when it comes to warfare we are on the defensive because the bible says i shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it we interpret it to mean that the enemy will attack us but it will not succeed but that is not what i see when i read that scripture we are the ones on the offensive why because gates are weapons of defense that means the enemy is behind his gates the enemy is hiding behind his gates but the army of god will march towards those gates and by 
the power of our God and by the power of the blood and by the power of the Holy Ghost those gates are going to come trembling down the gates of hell shall not prevail against it we march towards the storehouse of the enemy we bind every strong man every bearer of the keys and as in the spirit we are standing in front of the storehouse we command the doors to break in the name of Jesus we command the chains to break in the name of Jesus he said lift up your heads all ye gates and be lifted up ye everlasting doors that the king of glory shall come in who is the king of glory the Lord strong and mighty the Lord mighty in battle every ancient door every old gate every rusted door that nobody has entered today we break it in the name of Jesus we use the hammer of the word of God and we break the cave open we break the cave open we break the cave open in the name of Jesus and today you are recovering your joy you are recovering your peace you are recovering that anointing you are recovering that passion you are seeing revival in your life you are seeing an awakening in your life and today you are going to enter that stomach he said recover all as much as you can gather and this one is a matter of how aggressive you are in the spirit the bible said from the time of john the baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence shall take it by force the prophet Isaiah said every battle of the warrior shall be with confused noise and garments rolled in blood but this battle shall be with burning and fuel of fire we are entering the gates stand to your feet we are entering the gates Today we are showing the devil who is the boss. We are showing the devil who, who has the power. We have sat in ignorance and allowed him to take away the joy in our homes. Joy away from people's relationships. Joy away from people's marriages. Financial losses. But today is a day of recovery. It is a day of replenishment. It is a day of restoration. It is a day of restitution. This morning we are going to pray shortly. But be aggressive in your spirit like never before. Testimonies are going to come out of today. Opportunities are going to come people's way. Doors are going to open to people. I don't know why I feel like speaking on this. Many of you, I feel like you have wasted time. You've wasted time. You've wasted time. You have wasted time doing things you are not supposed to do. But the Lord says today, the 
there is a recovery that is coming your way there is a restoration that is coming your way there is a restitution that is coming your way some of you your restoration is in your personal prayer life your personal relationship with God you know things have gone cold something when you see lost souls but now you walk past them and nothing moves you but the restoration is coming the restoration is coming close your eyes lift up your right hand say this after me say in the name of jesus in the name of jesus say in the name of jesus in the name of jesus say in the name of jesus in the name of jesus you are not sounding like people whose warrior mode has been activated in the name of Jesus. 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 Say today. Today. Say today. Today. I stand. I stand at the storehouse. At the storehouse of the enemy. Of the enemy. In the name. In the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. I come in power. I come with power. I come in power. I come in power. I come in authority. I come in authority. I come by the blood. I come by the blood. I come by the name. I come by the name. The name. The name. That is above. That is above. Every other name every other name the name the name that when mentioned that when mentioned every knee every knee shall bow shall bow and every tongue every tongue shall confess shall confess that jesus that jesus is lord is lord so right now you are standing in front of the gates we are going to take authority over the strong man. We are not begging him to move away. We are not pleading with him to move away. We are commanding the enemy, the guardian of the gate, give way for the sons of God. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. By the power. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Of the Holy Ghost. And in the name. And in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus. Say I bind, I bind the strong man. The strong man. I bind, I bind the strong man. The strong man. I bind, I bind the strong man. The strong man. I bind, I bind the strong man. The strong man. In the name, in the name of Jesus, of Jesus. Now the strong man is bound, but the chains to the gates, the padlock to the gates, the lock to the gates must break. When the Bible is talking about ancient doors, you can imagine doors that have padlocks that have rusted, chains that have rusted, doors that for years people haven't been able to enter, family members haven't been able to enter, brothers haven't been able to enter. But today, we are going to command the ancient doors. To break, yes, Lord. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say today. Today. I command. I command the chains. The chains to the gates. To the gates of the enemy. Of the enemy. Say break. 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 Every break you say is like a hammer that you are hammering into the gates. Lift up your hands. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command. I command the gates and the chains. And the chains break. 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 Begin to break. Satakata. I 
Recover it all. Yes, Lord. The time of the recovery is now. Yes, Lord. Lift up your hand. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say today. Today. I recover. 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 You are recovering for your siblings. You are recovering for your family. You are recovering for your church. Lift up your hand. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it like somebody who is on the brink of victory. Because victory belongs to Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. Say today. In the name of Jesus. By the power. By the power. Of the cross, I recover. 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 I rec
your voice with a soul and spirit from the time of John the Baptist until now. The kingdom of heaven, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. You are not a whaler. You are a prevailer. You are a victor. You are an overcomer. your spirit the Lord is building a citadel the Lord is building a fortress the Lord is building a strong house and a safe place that you rush into I see victory written all over you I see recovery written all over you I see restoration written all over you dying marriages are being restored relationships are being restored dead unctions anointings giftings mantles are being restored right now in the name of Jesus lost passion lost dreams lost visions restored right now in the name of Jesus and the Lord is saying unto you today that he's a faithful God he is a faithful God he is a faithful God you are harvesting that which is yours 
You are harvesting that which is yours. And I feel like this victory must be sealed with a shout on the count of eight. Because the Lord is faithful. The Lord is a rewarder. The Lord is a restorer. At the count of eight, you are going to shout. If you can jump, you jump. If you can even run around, you run around. As the people shouted, the Bible said the walls of Jericho came down. Every limitation in your mind, every limitation in your spirit, every limitation in your life is breaking. Is somebody ready to shout? Is somebody ready to shout? Oh, you are not sounding like an army that has been victorious. The Bible says the shout of the king is in the house. And it said, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Is somebody ready to shout for restoration? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Give the Lord a shout. information reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our facebook page the overflow worship center stay blessed overflow overflow